think we're formed and influenced so much by music and partly because music touches our hearts, kind of cracks us open. Like when you go to a concert and everyone's singing the lyrics to their favorite song, like it's a powerful collective experience. Hello. Thank you so much for Hit and Play on Earth Care. My name is Sarah Christie. Hope you're doing well. Today we're heading to Halifax, Nova Scotia to meet Kim Fry, who is no stranger to fighting for our climate. Kim has worked with Greenpeace. She's organized for our climate. She's marched for our climate. And now she works with Music Declares Emergency. This is this incredible organization that works with people from all sides of the music industry to raise awareness about climate change, but also helps them join the fight against it. Kim joins EarthCare to talk about the incredible work that Music Declares Emergency is doing, and she's going to speak to the role that artists play in the fight against climate change. Now, I'm beyond excited about this conversation because this is my two worlds colliding. If we haven't met before, my full-time job is with Bell Media. I'm part of the music team that programs music for Virgin Radio, Move Radio, and Chum 104.5. I'm also very fortunate to work with iHeartRadio Canada, where you're listening to this podcast and chat with some of the artists that come through these stations. So being a music lover is truly part of my personal and professional identity, which means if there's ever a chance to combine these worlds, talk sustainability within the industry, I'm all ears. In the interview, you're going to hear Kim talk about Reverb, the organization, and what they're doing to green the live music industry. Previously on EarthCare, I caught up with Paige Roth from Reverb. So if you want to give that interview a listen as well, it's right here in this playlist on the iHeartRadio app. Or you can find it on YouTube. Just got to search my name, Sarah Christie plus EarthCare, and it's up on that playlist as well. All right, here's my conversation with Kim Fry from Music Declares Emergency. If this is someone's first time hearing about Music Declares Emergency, what do you want them to know about it? Yeah, so, I mean, musicians have a really long history of advocating for and working towards environmental uh, issues, and even, like, specifically on climate. Um, And there's a number of organizations that have done that work. But when the um, Extinction Rebellion protests were happening, which were really big in the UK. And people were like, we need to move from just sort of talking about climate to acting like we're in a state of emergency, which we are, and naming that it is a climate crisis. A lot of musicians would see each other, music industry folks would bump into each other in the UK and said, you know, maybe we should do some work as musicians, try to change the music industry. And also as musicians use our platform to try and encourage more people to take the climate emergency more seriously. And so Um, In 2019, Music Declares Emergency launched, inspired by another organization called Culture Declares Emergency, which was just more kind of broad-based arts. But it's interesting because Music Declares Emergency really kind of took off and ended up in a way overshadowing and becoming much bigger than the kind of overarching um, Culture Declares Emergency. And so um, there's a rallying around a hashtag, no music on a dead planet, and which isn't owned by Music Declares Emergency. It's sort of, you know, people talked about like no jobs on a dead planet, like that phrase has been around for a while. But for some reason, the name of the organization, that hashtag really captured people's imaginations and a number of high profile musicians got on board right away. And Music Declares Emergency really took off and and tapped into something really powerful. And that would have been the summer prior to the very big global climate march that happened around the world in September 2019. And 
um, you know, I supported the youth organizers in Toronto and I used to work for Greenpeace. I've organized many a rally on Queens Park and I've been going to them since the mid nineties. And I had never seen that many people in my life. And I, I got the lovely advantage point of being up on stage a few times and looking out and going, oh my gosh, like I can't even see the end of the people. So that was very inspiring. And we had a concert um, in Toronto after the march. And uh, one of the people I, I have degree in environmental studies and was at the faculty of environmental studies at York University for many, many, many years. And ended up getting reconnected with Tanya Gill, who's a fabulous jazz musician. And she had been in the faculty for a while. And her son is a youth climate strike organizer. So she helped pull together a concert. And we started to talk about with my daughter, Bridget Fry, who's in a band called Moscow Apartment, about really trying to bring musicians together and to do more, not just, you know, perform at a concert, but like, how do we build something and build on that concert, which had Lido Pimienta perform and Sarah Harmer performed and members of Sloan were up there. And um, I think uh, members of Arcade Fire performed at the one in Montreal. So musicians really, I think, came out excited and wanting to support it. And we just wanted to build on that momentum. And so we launched, we started meeting at the end of 2020 and we launched Music Declares Emergency almost a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Hearing you on stage and looking at the sea of people, I actually had chills on my arms <laughs> because it is, I think that any conversation about climate change can be so overwhelming to, so to hear such a piece of hope there is, um, quite powerful now mm-hmm. for bands that one of the main goals of earth care is to help everybody find their lane, their path in the fight against climate change. So for artists, musicians, bands, what is their role? What do you think their role is in this, you know, movement, this fight against climate change? One is the platform that musicians and artists have to reach their audiences and just talking about issues, um, having tables at their concerts. Um, I know for me, a huge part of my politicization as a young person and a music nerd was through the musicians that I loved and that would have come from in the news right now a lot my parents love of Joni Mitchell and Neil Young and growing up with them and seeing Neil Young as a little kid you know going to Neil Young concerts um he informed me and and kind of tapped into this nascent politicization that I had as a young person and then as I journeyed into my you know own tastes um REM was a band that I loved um through my childhood and REM were very political and talked about ecological issues. So I think we're formed and influenced so much by music and partly because music touches our hearts. It kind of cracks us open. Like when you go to a concert and everyone's singing the lyrics to their favorite song, like it's a powerful collective experience. So that's a really important piece of it. Right. And at the same time, musicians are always a little bit reluctant to preach too much if they aren't actually changing their practices, right? So we've run into musicians who are like, well, I would like to sign on to the declaration. I want to get involved. But, you know, we travel a lot. We tour. We're dependent on selling merch for our livelihood. We don't want to be seen to be hypocrites. And it's really hard for individual bands and musicians, especially, you know, ones who are not at the level of, say, Coldplay or Billie Eilish, to individually make all those transformations in how um, how they're 
interacting with the music industry. So what we actually need is a whole overhaul, an industry-wide overhaul. So it's not just incumbent on a handful, like a dozen artists who decide to be bold and to um, make the changes in their supply chains for their t-shirts and ensuring that there's reusable water bottles or the biggest greenhouse gas emitter when it comes to large concerts is actually the transportation to the concerts, right? So um, there are some musicians who've done things like trying to facilitate carpooling, et cetera. And it's really important for those leaders to innovate and say, hey, look, this thing can be done, but we absolutely need everybody in the music industry to commit to making those transformations all together. And that's starting to happen. So um, mid-December, something called the Music Climate Pact was launched. And this was an initiative of AIM, which is the UK equivalent of the Canadian um, SEMA, the Canadian Independent Music Association. And they have a number of labels, including Sony, um, the Secret League Group, which does um, a bunch of different record labels like Dead Oceans. Yeah. Um, they signed on and they're all coming up with commitments and um, plans for actually decarbonizing and trying to be um, c- completely unreliant on fossil fuels. And then where there's no wiggle room, like for traveling, et cetera, figuring out how to offset in a way that's um, rooted in justice, right? So that's an initiative that I think is really exciting. And we need to get more of the Canadian music industry to sign on to that. And so we're meeting, we've got some meetings with record labels and we've been talking to the Junos and reached out to SEMA. So we're trying to get some of that happening here in Canada. Wow. Oh my gosh. It is. You never know how much is going on behind the scenes, right? So for an artist, you know, maybe they haven't taken the pledge or signed up yet. What does that mean for them when they do? Yeah. So at this point, it's, you're just adding your name to a growing chorus and there are thousands of musicians around the world, some really big, some really small, lots in between who've signed on to the declaration just saying we declare an emergency a climate emergency and uh you know and we commit to these kind of really broad and overarching kind of actions and commitments and the great thing about music declares emergency is there's a space for artists to sign on but also music fans also folks who work behind the scenes in the music industry just to add their voice and then we've been trying to bring all those folks together in Canada to try and leverage um different actors you know the 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 players here in Canada so you're not actually signing up with any commitments by signing the declaration it's kind of like opening the door to a room and walking through and taking that first step of yeah there's a climate emergency and then hopefully once you've done that you can start to work with us and other organizations to see how you can change your practices. There's something called the Creative Green Tools here in Canada that's just starting up. So it's inspired by an organization that's been around in the UK for a really long time called Julie's Bicycle, which does a lot of, um, you know, like firstly tracking the emissions, like collecting data and then um, trying to come up with plans and ideas for how to green tours, things like developing a green rider or, um, and actually kind of tracking that. So, um, so the Creative Green Tools got some funding and is looking at taking the Julie's bicycle and putting it into the Canadian context. Things are pretty different here. Um, the UK is a very concentrated small country with right. like a, an incredible rail network and you can cycle a very, it's also very dense. Like you could cycle from town to town and city to city in a way that would be 
very challenging to do here in Canada. So we have our own unique situation of being a cold country and a country that's got, relatively speaking, a small population spread over a very large territory. And so what it means to tour here is very different than touring in Europe, but we're excited and we're part we're partners with them. Um, there's also a group coming together under the banner of the arts sort of inspired by culture declares emergency that's connected to the climate emergency unit and we're working with them as well. So there's a lot of different initiatives kind of bubbling up and we're all connecting together and figuring out how to be as cohesive moving forward as possible. I love that. A green rider would be such a dream to see um, because uh, I've had the privilege of being backstage or, you know, in that world. And it just hurts my soul how much, you know, of these plastic fruit trays don't even get touched and things of that nature. And it's, it's little, but it it could make a difference if that many people were thinking about it. Right. Um, Before I let you go, what is turn up the volume week? So turn up the volume week launched last year and it's it's a week around earth day um, that it's like everybody's kind of concentrating their efforts to try and raise the profile of the issue of music and climate. Uh, Last year, we were very involved in supporting the climate live virtual concert that we had here in Canada that uh, my daughter helped organize and we had the bare naked ladies and July talk and Scott Hellman and Julian Taylor and some emerging artists like her band Moscow apartment and Luna Lee all performed. July yeah it was really an incredible concert it's online so you can find it on YouTube if you look up Climate Live Canada and so we came around that so we're hoping to do some concerts um we were going to be participating participating in Canadian Music Week but it's been moved to June so we're probably just going to do more virtual just because of where we're at with COVID um some panel discussions some concerts and some workshops to try and get more musicians coming together and writing music that responds to the climate crisis as well, because that's the other great place that artists have a voice is writing, you know, writing music. And so uh, we want to have more art that's created that addresses the climate crisis. And I think it's no surprise that the weather station, who's one of our Canadian um, declares and who's been, worked with us on some open letters and um, Tamara Lindemann's just incredible that her record that's you know landed on almost everyone's top 10 lists of best albums of 2021 is about the the feelings connected to the climate crisis so I, I think the art that reflects where we're at right now is hitting people very powerfully absolutely I so appreciate you taking time to be on Earth Care. And I appreciate the time that you have dedicated in your entire life to the climate movement because my goodness, what a cool story. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to that episode of Earth Care. Don't forget, you can also find these full interviews on YouTube. You just have to search Sarah Christie, my name, plus Earth Care. Same interviews, just with some visual goodies to go along with them. You can subscribe to Earth Care here with this podcast or on YouTube or hey, both you do you plus we can also connect on instagram at earth care show if you have an idea for an episode something you want to learn more about or are simply interested in taking care of our earth let's chat